Welcome to the Career After COVID podcast, preparing for success after the pandemic with Fleur Hull and Kim Koreljevic. Hi, Kim. Hey, Fleur, how are you going this week? Good. It's a good week. It's um, a busy week. Uh, we missed last week. Sorry, everyone, listeners. We actually did record, but there were some technical issues. So we've um, we missed a week. So sorry for all of those people out there whose week was ruined by not having our podcast to listen to. Horrible. They probably went through all the previous episodes. They, yeah, did so a they recap. Remind yes. themselves of our fabulous voices. Yes. Yeah. This is episode 10, so we've hit double figures. It's insane. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. Mm-hmm. It's one of my favourite things all week. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> um, just our usual shout-out. I think it's less about the frontline healthcare workers, at least here in Australia, but there's still people doing it tough out there. They're in a disadvantaged or an unhealthy living situation. So just thinking of those, it's still crazy times. People are still coming to terms with getting back from lockdown and reflecting on what it meant to them. Mm, definitely. Yeah. People are starting to go back to their workplaces as well. Yes. Which a whole other world as well. So, yes. yeah, hearing yeah. a lot of that from friends. Yes, yeah. Uh, and since we spoke last, we're, uh, we're now in a recession here in Australia. So this episode's about, I guess, surviving and thriving during and after the recession. We all knew there would be a recession with COVID, but yeah. to have it confirmed, um, I guess, well, my mindset is always okay well that's a problem let's try and work out some possible solutions um rather mm. than well on the problem itself mm. so i'm really motivated to be part of the economic recovery in my own small way yeah it's great yeah absolutely yeah i, I think sort of, I, obviously you know part of that is finding a situation that works for me as mm. an individual Mm. but also being aware of the community and the economy as a whole and that lots of small actions can um, and people's behaviours can drive, you know, a change in the nation's trajectory. So Absolutely. that's on my mind. It's good. How's your study going, Kim? Yeah, it's really good. It's um, it's forensic psychology, if you yes. call, and it's I'm doing stuff like... Um, you know, victimology, which is kind of the study of victims of crime. And then there's sort of like uh, another course in the linkages between mental health and violence, or if there is a link and like really unpacking that. Um, I mean, obviously with the victim, victimology, um, it's a lot of lot of quite confronting content, not yes. surprised by that at all. But, um, yeah, it is quite... It's very it's it's very complex as you would expect as well. Yes, um, but it's very positive as well. I mean, you know, in that space, sort of like harm minimization is always one of those things that people want to focus on in this kind of um, area as well. Like, what can we do to improve the lives of people? I mean, that's kind of like the premise of psychology, anyway. Yes, um, and this is kind of in that crime context. So. Really interesting stuff. Um, it's really interesting to read different reports from around the world about different types of interventions and styles of stuff that's actually occurring. So there's some really great stuff coming out of the UK and also San Antonio, Texas, um, very progressive in some of their thinking around crime and rehabilitation. So it's wow. really it's really cool, yeah, really cool to sort of 
get these glimpses into societies in other countries that, you know, I really haven't given. I've never been to San Antonio, Texas, and not really thought about it that much. But it actually makes me think of it as being a, you know, really interesting progressive city to think about too. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah, it gives you a good global perspective on the world as well. So, yeah, really enjoying it, really right. enjoying it. Yeah, I love, yeah. I love hearing that. And from what you've told me before, like the majority of the class are part of this, you know, um, yeah. stimulus, you know, cheaper I, courses. I think they are from what everyone's intros have been about. Um, for a lot of people that have, I think, studied particularly psychology, being able to do a grad cert in forensics is always very good. I yes. mean, that could be a really obvious place that you end up working, you know, in um, with, as a psychologist with, you know, um, in that crime justice area. Um, and there's also people that are already working in that area as well that have taken up the opportunity. So they might be social workers or, you know, working with, um, you know, juvenile detention centres. So, um, it's a really nice mix, but as you said, yeah, I'm pretty sure people kind of leapt on an opportunity to do a grad cert at this kind of oh. COVID discount rate. So, I'm just encouraging everyone I talk to, just saying, which what are you going to do? You know, I guess yeah. the difficulty is for people people who are currently working, you know, who who yeah. would still like to do some study, but it, it has to be full time, and not everyone can fit that in. So, yeah, yeah. But, um, no, it's I'm really glad that that's yeah, going yeah. well. What a great yeah. outcome quite anchoring for me too, Fleur, you know, like in this time, like, you know, I think I said, you know, it's hard for someone like me and like you, you know, we're used to doing full-time jobs and all sorts of other things as well. And then all of a sudden that's taken, like finding your equilibrium again in your day-to-day. It's kind of nice to have one thing to anchor you. And then I sort of find a reason to fit all my other tasks around that now. So that's kind of a bit of a schedule for me. So it's been good. Yeah. Brilliant. Brilliant. Oh, no, I'm really happy. Yay. Really happy. It's great. And it's an, an it's an example of sort of an individual benefit but that's, you know, in its own little way enhancing the productivity of our nation. Yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. And adding to future research, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, and, and the coffers of the university and, you know, all yep. of that because unis are, are in a bit of trouble. So yeah, Absolutely, aren't they? Yeah. Go local students, yay. Yes, yeah. Go go um, Perth universities. Yeah, yeah, yay, WA. Yeah. Um, so back to our topic today, um, Thinking about, I guess, the recession and how we how we move on from it. There's obviously a lot of government interventions that that really drive most of the way a country recovers from from a recession. And and I think you know recessions are going to be pretty much across the board in at least advanced economies as this pandemic plays out. Um, and so we're all connected. Um, you know, as nations through yeah. our economic activity. Um, there's the, the monetary policy. This, this is me just being a bit of an economics nerd from my <laughs> first, first degree. Um, but interest rates are so low now, there's not much more that the government can do in that respect. And the fiscal policy is all the stuff like the, like the, um, uh, the benefits that they're paying out, the job, extra, job key, extra job seeker and then the job keeper and then things like funding these courses and the home builder, um, yeah. you know, injection 
Um, so, you know, I think it's it's good for people to to capitalise on those benefits that the government's providing if they're eligible for them. That's right. Um, uh, but as individuals, that's what I really want to focus on and giving people some ideas about what they might be able to do. Um, and again, with the assumption that most people listening to this are either underemployed or unemployed, but um, certainly there's some things here that employed people can latch on to as well in this time because even if you are employed, there's some you know uncertainty for a lot of people about whether their job will continue if the recession goes on. Uh, for you know, a, an extended period of time. That's another level of stress, isn't it, coming in? Like you've held on to your job through COVID mm. and the potential that you might lose it because of recession. So, yeah, it's uh, another stressor right there. Yeah, yeah, there's so much complexity in this space. Yeah. And, you know, the first thing I sort of thought of was the, the double-edged sword of expenditure in this situation because mm. your first inclination is to save to give yourself a buffer as an individual, but then spending helps businesses and other individuals to earn their living. So it's finding a way to, you know, when you maybe when you do have to spend, try and do it locally. Yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, building up that buffer, I think a lot of people found themselves caught short. I saw some research out of America, Harvard Business Review, two-thirds of, of people didn't have any sort of um, buff. I, I think the numbers are actually more than that. You see numbers like 90% of people don't have more than $400 in their account or something to get through a, a hiccup. So, um, yeah, we all live in the moment, you know, or a lot of us do. Um, yeah. So um, that's, you know, one aspect to it. Yeah. The other thing I picked up reading was just if you are employed to excel in your current role to be indispensable. Yes. And I think particularly if you're working from home, I think it's really important to show your employer that that you're being productive and creating value for the organisation. Absolutely. Doing 110% or, you know, like really showing um, that the flexibility of, of working for home is still benefiting the business or the organisation that you work, work for. And I, I think, you know, the... The the data's coming back that a lot of employers have been pleasantly surprised at how productive people are because I think we discount how much faffing you do when you're actually in the office. That's right. Talking to your colleagues, how was your weekend, you know. Yeah, yeah and at home you want to get things done so you can move on to <clears throat> your other home-based activities or what you do in your personal life. and. Um, yeah, it's funny, I've always noticed when I've worked a half day at work, right, and then gone home to work in the afternoon, it's like I've done a full day's work in the four hours I'm in the office because I know I'm leaving and yeah. I know I want to do more when I get home. But, yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting, it's been an interesting kind of experiment really, isn't it, on how productive it actually has been, which has been good. Yeah, yeah. No, and, and the predictions are I think that there's going to be more of it. You yeah. know, working from home regardless. So yeah, surprising. Yeah, if you're in good. commercial property uh, leasing, mm. I think I think a lot of corporates are going to be cutting their footprints. I think so, particularly those yeah. CBD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Wasn't there? So yeah. Um, and back to the the uh, the tip that I always put out there, and you're obviously an example of this: getting educated and prepared for when the economy picks up again. I just can't stress that enough. I'm just so 
into continuing education. I'm just always doing online things, whether it's a little webinar. I did a webinar on Saturday night. Oh, did you? It was like Saturday morning American time. Yeah, what was, was it on? Amy, it was with Amy Porterfield, who's uh, uh, like an online business guru, particularly oh, okay. around um, selling information and memberships and those sorts of things. Oh, okay. so, and she was talking about building your email list. Yep. Okay, great. And how to go about doing that. So that was really, really interesting to um, to dial into. Tons of content out there at the moment, isn't it, that you can continue to educate yourself about? Like Yeah, this. yeah. And a lot of a lot of businesses are offering like free content as on ramp to their paid yeah. content. So you can yeah, get your, your your one hour of of webinar or you know information session or whatever and, and get value out of that mm. and then um then obviously they try and upsell you to the paid content at the mm. end which is yeah mm. their business model which is a good business model if you're looking at selling information and right. and problem solving for people well I, I remember i did um the data analytics which was free so i did a quick one-day course in data analytics that I got for free as well. So that was... Was that General Assembly? No, that was TAFE Queensland. Oh. Yeah. So they released a whole lot of upskilling business-type courses. So, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'll do data analytics. It was really good. Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, yeah, I'm all about that continuous education too. Yeah. Everything changes so rapidly. You've got to keep up anyway. For sure. For sure, definitely, definitely. Um, and on sort of similar to that, I guess working on your resume and your LinkedIn profile. So it's it's um, even if you're employed, if you're not really, really um, beefing that up, you know, I think your resume you obviously want to keep simple, but you can fill out a lot of stuff in your LinkedIn profile. And back to my sort of hobby horse <laughs> around, yeah, writing, you know, chunks of stuff, writing about each of your jobs, what you achieved, what the results were, what your tasks were, because all that stuff gets, you know, all the keywords in there can get picked up by potential recruiters yeah, or people for uh, looking for, um, you know, collaborators or, yeah. I'm, I've found since I put podcaster in my title on LinkedIn, I'm getting a huge many many more people looking at my um really yeah sending me collaborations and you know a lot of them want to sell me something obviously but um yeah I'm I'm getting found a lot more wow big keyword I guess so interesting yeah yeah so I'll I'll um Maybe I'll pull some data together on that and see what whether there's actually been a clear. It, it feels like there has. I haven't looked at, um, yeah, I haven't looked at the trends, but it feels definitely like I'm getting a lot more attention on Ooh, LinkedIn. Nice. Mm. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, back to starting a business or a side hustle. That's sort of really the, the content that I want to talk about today because it's yeah. it's back to the stuff that I think is is you know, not only income generating for you as an individual but creates economic activity and, and starting a side hustle that turns into a business and then you end up employing other, other people either as employees or contractors, Yeah. then all of that is economic activity and um, particularly if you can keep 
a fair chunk of it local, then, you know, you're, you're creating income. That's right. For, for people around you. Yeah, so, yeah. And your own business is always, you know, like a can be like quite a passion project too, you know, something that you really love. So, you know, buying or selling or creating something that is something that's of personal interest to you too. So you have that extra bit of heart and oomph to it, don't you? With yeah, your yeah, yeah. So even in some of the reading I was doing about people who are currently employed, mm. you know, I think it's part of hedging and and preparing if if your job falls away, if you've got something on the side that's up and running. And the other thing is, um, yeah, just keeping an eye on the job market, even if you are employed. Yeah. Because, yeah, you just never know something might come up. And if you're worried about your security in your current job, it's... It's, uh, it's just good to keep an eye on what's going on out there. It's good industry insight as well to know what your competitors are doing in terms of their hiring and, and other organisations in your space. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So looking at which type of business or side hustle, um, you know, there's that sort of dichotomy, I guess, between online and bricks and mortar. And I think, you know, at, at this point in the world, online is absolutely the way to go. I, I can't imagine anyone starting a business unless it's something very um based around human contact you know like a restaurant cafe a beauty therapy or something like that but otherwise you know I think starting out with low cost online is the way to go um and then deciding whether you want to make something yourself create a product if you've got a product idea I know you've got a couple of product ideas that are rattling around in your head or whether you're selling something that someone else has made. And uh, goods or services, they're sort of some of the the key decisions, I guess, around what what you might want to do, whether you want to sell something uh, online um, that's a physical product or whether you want to sell education or information or problem solving and that's certainly a huge growth area yeah um and it's um you know it's replicable and you know i look at that's really what amy the amy porterfields of this world have done they've created educational content that people will pay for that's right yeah and and sell it thousands of times yes um it's yeah easily replicated yeah. With the product stuff, have you seen any trends on what might be a good product area or what have you? Yeah, so I guess um, some of the things that have been happening during the lockdown, I mean, it's it's evolving obviously because people are coming out of lockdown now and getting back to their normal life. So obviously at the start you wanted to have your, um, your warehouse of hand sanitizer mm-hmm. set up yeah. ready to go and face masks. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess you really want to think about something that's going to be evergreen, that's going to last beyond just the current sort of season, excuse me, season, so something that's not a fad, um, mm. something that people are going to continue to need mm. um, and really focusing on solving people's problems. I think that's the key to finding a really great niche. Mm. Um but at the moment, I think people's hobbies and things where there's enthusiasts seem to be things like, so, you know, bike riding has been huge, gardening has been huge, um, 
uh, things that, yeah, I guess, obviously baking, um, yeah. cooking, um, baking has been huge, yeah, everyone doing their own sourdough and all that sort of stuff. I was a bit of a baking website the other day for one reason or another and I just had no idea about the different types of cake moulds and things you could buy. <laughs> like it was a whole other world. And oh, I it is. It's crazy, yeah. Extraordinary world, that one, yeah. I um, I sort of came across it because my kids for a while were really obsessed with all the different um kids birthday cake books you know mm-hmm. like the, the good old woman's weekly kids birthday book mm-hmm. and then we they actually would request them as bedtime reading oh <laughs> so mm-hmm. we'd look through the cakes and they'd be like okay my next birthday I'm having that and oh. and they, do you have the birthday cake that was the dolly and her skirt was the cake yeah yeah right there's a photo of me actually well, I had it for my second birthday my auntie was like a a champion cake decorator. Oh, how gorgeous. She passed away a couple of years ago, mum's oh. older sister. So we always had amazing, like for special occasions, there were always amazing. She did everyone's wedding cakes. Yeah. Like, incredible. Yeah, yeah. You know, won the royal show. And, oh, God. That's mm. big business. That's big. That's serious because that stuff's good, the royal ribbons, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. But, um yeah um back to pets pets and homewares have been big big yeah of course pet supplies yep beauty and skincare oh absolutely see i've been buying all of this stuff as you're saying this i'm like yep because i've bought beauty skincare i bought pet supplies i bought homewares <laughs> yeah people are sort of nesting i'm totally one of those statistics so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> So they're the ones that I've, yeah, really picked up on. Um, yeah, cool. Yeah, you, I guess it's a matter of um, thinking about what you'd like to do, what you're interested in. Mm. Um, or, yeah, just keeping your, your sort of antenna out for, for ideas. I was listening to a podcast, the Shopify Masters podcast yesterday, and they were talking to a guy who's he's a serial entrepreneur and he's set up this amazing business selling lashes, like eyelashes. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he got the idea because he heard someone else on a podcast who'd set up a really profitable business drop shipping them, so oh, getting yeah. someone else to send them, you know, fulfil their orders for them from, I guess, somewhere in Asia probably. And he decided he wanted to do it as an actual physical, like, you know, shipping them himself, buying inventory, and he thought he could create a really uh, amazing brand. It's called Doe Lashes, as in Doe Adia. Oh, cute. Yeah. And, um, yeah, he sounded, yeah, amazing. Like he really knew what he was um, he was on about and, and made a really great go of it. So he set himself a target of only spending $500 to set it up. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. That's fantastic. So he spent about 500 on inventory yeah. um, and then another 500 on on getting it up and running, so setting up the website, the logo, um, and contacting influencers, sending out product and all of that. Wow. When did he start that up, do you know? Uh, Pre-COVID. Yeah, but um, but yeah, he's I think going gangbusters with it. I don't know. He's doing tens of thousands a month. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Wow. Because it's one of those things that people who are into that will keep doing. It's like a little treat as well during lockdown. Yeah, yeah. Eyelashes certainly had a resurgence, didn't they? I mean, I remember I think my mum would go to a party and might put on some false eyelashes. (laughs) Never occurred. But it just no, they're definitely a thing. Yeah. Came back like what five years ago? And there were a couple of guys that studied that magnetic eyelash business as well, and that kind of went off. So you know, yeah, yeah. How that works. But um, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? Those little things that I think you're right. They're like little treats, Mm. something little that can make you feel good, make you look great. Yeah, so they're a nice little niche area to think about for sure. Mm. So, yeah, keeping your, your ears to the ground about areas where where there's a problem to be solved mm-hmm. and, you know, he just spoke to his, his girl mates and they said, oh, they, you know, they get too heavy or they don't stick properly or, you know, um, and so he tried to, to work with a supplier to create a product that would, would solve the problems that people were finding with their current lashes. Wow. And he found there was no brand loyalty. Mm. No, yeah. So he wanted to create a really powerful brand that solved the problem and therefore yeah. became a thing. Mm-mm-mm. Brilliant. So, yeah. Uh, and the other category, I keep talking about this, but learning and education. Yeah. So actually working out something that you know something about mm-hmm. and um, and talking to people about it, whether it's on a podcast, uh, with a blog, with e-books, and then you can eventually turn that into a membership where people pay. So there's people doing um, memberships for, like, kids' art classes. Wow. Um, there's also, like, subscription box memberships where people during lockdown were getting sent a box of kids' art supplies once a month. That's nice. That's good. Yeah. Uh, yeah, online art lessons. Um, what else have I heard about? Um, obviously, there's a huge amount in the kind of marketing space, so people helping you to market your business. Um, and so teaching you about that, whether it's the social media, the, the copywriting, all that sort of stuff. But you've got to have some runs on the board. You know, it's got to be something you know about. But there's a niche for everyone, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I do I do one that I pay for and it's about writing, kind of like the psychology and the mental preparation for riding and riding horses. Yeah. Yeah. And it's a yeah, it's a good it's a really good one. It's quite interesting. Um all makes sense. It's very popular. Kind of she's yeah, she's very good. But yeah, I, I definitely enjoy doing that. It's how much um, is that a month? Um, ish, ish. I think I bought a package. Yep. So you know what I mean. I paid for three months up front. Yep. So yep. it's probably about five hundred dollars. Wow. I mean US as well. Wow. But she's quite. You know, she's highly. Again, she's got runs on the board. Yeah. You know what I mean. She's quite well known in the industry. Yep. For what she does, authority and trustworthiness. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So it's like a three month program, but it continues on. You know, like you're sort of subscribing to it for 
kind of like forever sort of thing. But yeah, um, yeah, she's got like, she's got re- um, recurring income from you. She does it's really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, one thing I wanted to ask you about was app development. Mm-hmm. We haven't talked about that before. What if mm-hmm. someone has an idea for an app? Because you've done some work. Yeah. Apps. Yeah. And look, that space changes so rapidly that, you know, you, you'd sort of look, you know, you do all your lean canvas where you work out what you're solving, blah, blah, blah. And then you do your wireframes to sort of step through what your pages might look like and how they link. And then, you know, you used to sort of go down this road of getting like a developer to create like this prototype. But there's so many tools online now. Uh, what are they called? Mockups, Balsamic, and I'm just trying to, I want to say InDesign, but I don't think it's InDesign. Okay. Um, where you basically, you can create your app um, online and still share it with people. So it's like they've got the real deal to test in their hand um, without going down the road of actually getting a developer to create a prototype of a real app. Because, you know, you've got all the considerations of Apple, you know, Apple stores and yeah. You know, all these things to go and see. So you don't want to go down that rabbit hole of spending a fortune on creating something that you haven't tested yet. Yes. So, um, yeah, so there's a lot of these sort of prototyping tools online where you can, yeah, literally almost create what would appear to be a workable app to put in people's hands to test. So, wow. yeah. And the good thing too is you can, I think if you want to go down that app road, there's, um, kind of groups you can join where you can actually become an app tester so you sign up to test other people's apps uh-huh. and they test yours yeah, yeah yeah so you can go and get a sense of what's being released like not the idea but like well how far did this person take their prototype you know to you know like you know they used to you know it's kind of like your minimum viable product yep. but this day and age too, I think users are becoming quite sophisticated. So, you know, your MVP, I think you don't need all the bells and whistles. You're just putting a product together that solves a problem um, without, you know, the 55 other elements that go with it. Um, So, yeah, I think that's also a good idea to do things like that. Um, Could you post on the group um, about what some of those tools are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just talking to some of my other app business partners um, this week actually, caught up with one of them, and he was like, you know, we kind of parked one of our projects but we really need to let's, you know, take it out of the garage and yeah, <laughs> and let's, you know, we've put a lot of thought into this and, you know, um, yeah, so that's sort of definitely coming back onto my radar, Fleur, yeah. so it's only that you asked me that. So Yeah, no, it just yeah, occurred yeah. to me because I remember we've talked yeah. about it in the past and um, mm. an, an idea sort of flashed into my mind over the past couple of weeks. So, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I might just have yeah. a play around. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, and it's often, it's always the simplest solution. Yeah. You know, that's the thing. I think people go down a road of going, oh, I'll give someone something to test, but, oh, it'd be great if we did this and that and that. And it's like, okay, you're not, all you're ever really trying to do when you test is to solve that problem and to show people that that app can solve their problem. Yeah. Part of the testing is for them to go, gee, it'd be really great if it sent me a notification. Gee, it'd be really great if it, told me who'd been looking at my profile you know you're like that's great this is information now from the actual customer 
I'm yes. not making this up. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'll post some stuff about it. That'd be great. That'd great be area. Great. Yeah. Was there uh, anything else you wanted to add about um, ideas for people to be part of our economic recovery? Um, look, I guess my thing is um, even though I'm studying and I'm looking for work with the other, I can't remember how many, I was just reading, you know, 227,000 jobs disappeared in May apparently. It just happened. Oh. So, um, look, I'm looking at where I may like to work or particularly with, you know, my own interests. I mean, I may not be interested in going back to working in what I was doing previously. So now is a really good time for me to maybe go and, you know, work for free one day a week at a company that I would like to learn from. Yes. So it's a win-win. I kind of get to test some skills, try new things, work in a different industry perhaps. Um, get a really current reference from a business, you know, I'm building relationships with the business community and then hopefully I might actually be contributing to, you know, the the business itself by being able to contribute some skill to what they need to achieve as well. So, you know, hopefully I'll, you know, get that list together and That's a great initiative, yeah. Yeah, 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 just... It's just, you know, it's rare that you have time. Like it's rare in my life at yep. my age that I would have time to do this. Yes. But now is that time. Absolutely, that yeah. No, it's great that you're <laughs> taking that initiative. It's yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Mm-mm. That's a great tip. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. That's probably my tip, tip of the week. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> tip of the week. Yeah. I like it. Because it can be fun too, right, exploring things that, Maybe you wouldn't have not explored it because you're like, I don't have that skill set. I'd never get a job there. It's like, well, guess what? Let's have a crack at it. It's like being yeah. influence all over. Let's again. show that. Let's let me show them I can do other stuff yeah. that'll help their business or their yeah. organization. But then yeah. in the, in the meantime, I can learn a skill set or an industry an that industry. I haven't been in before. That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of fun too. If we can make it fun. Let's make it fun. Oh, God, yeah, fun's good. That old fun word, yeah. Um, And the only other thing um, I thought of in terms of, um, yeah, being part of the economic recovery is just supporting those around you as well Mm. to survive and thrive. Definitely. Remembering that we're part of a community. Definitely. Being kind and and helping others to be their best. Yep. And all those coffee catch-ups that you can have with your friends and... Yes. um, at a cafe today and sharing the highs and lows um sometimes people don't want to do that but i always find like if i'm if you kind of open up that dialogue oh for sure i feel like yeah (laughs) no it's true i'm all i'm all you know me i'm always pretty frank with people i let them know the lows yeah exactly exactly the highs definitely you know um reach out connect and listen as well so yep. good yep. times ahead fantastic <laughs> oh well great to talk to you kim thanks yeah. for the chat today and um yeah we'll look forward to talking again next week and um and with some more tips for everyone absolutely and i'll post those app things as well that'd be great excellent all right have a great week i will you too talk to you bye. soon bye bye, bye.